by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't.
course, was T-Rex and a recently discovered outtake from Dandy in the Underworld. Or it could have been The Biters and Stone Cold Love, which is the first single from their new album, The Future Ain't What It Used To Be, which is due out on Ear 8 Records this May. And I know, thanks to Tom from The Phobics, who quickly pointed out that last week I played The Biters' Reckless Heart at the wrong speed. Either that or I had queued up some hypno-laced stoner rock. I've got no excuse. These things happen. Could have been worse, like the time on episode 277, where I could quite clearly hear Donny V warbling away, but the rest of internet land? Silence for two and a half minutes. Oh, well, uh, at least I got to play the uh, biters for you once again. Talking of old episodes... I finally finished re-uploading all the missing ones from the Mevo days onto yourlisten.com forward stroke Armitage. I'm currently archiving the remaining Podbean shows on there as well. It's free. And after I leave this mortal coil, my Podbean account, along with ParanoidSquirrel.com, will no doubt disappear as no one will be bothered to keep up the payments, which means future generations will still be able to go, that Armitage guy. What a prick. Rock and roll. 
You just had your ears fondled by Turbo Negro and Hot for Nietzsche, who are top of the bill on Saturday of this year's Desert Fest at the Camden Palace on the 29th of April. A new album from them is long overdue. Headlining on the Friday is Slowburn. However, as stated on last week's show, I'll be at the Hopeman Anchor for Rockaway Beach. And on the Sunday at the Roundhouse, it will be Sleep. I've got a couple of records in the post this week. And when I say records, I mean of the 7-inch variety. The first was from Ghost Highway and the Nomad Sartor split single. Of course, I had to purchase all three colours. Yellow, green and black. Although technically black isn't a colour. I believe the green sold out on pre-order with only the black still in stock. I have played a track from each uh, band from said single on episode 533, but you can't beat vinyl. So, for your listening pleasure, may I present to you The Nomads and a live version of Wasn't Born to Work that was recorded at El Sol in Madrid, November the 20th, 2014. If you want to hear more from this gig, you can, as 14 other tracks are available on the Demolition LP, uh, which will swiftly be followed by Sartor and their cover of the Flaming Groovies You Tore Me Down, with guest musicians Twins, Daniel and Joachim leaving on bass and drums respectively. Joachim can these days be found as an executive chairman of Nudie, a brand of jeans, whilst Daniel is a writer and not to be confused with the American author of the same name. Just get it all. Let's try to do it. 
The other 7-inch to land on my doorstep came courtesy of Andy from the very excellent Fear and Loathing fanzine. The single in question was by New York Loose and came free with issue number 34, which, considering number 75 is just about to come out, was a fair few years ago. However, somehow, that particular issue seems to have inexplicably passed me by, which came to light... During a car journey, Andy and I took down to Canterbury en route to see Chuck Mosley just before Christmas. Interestingly, Andy told me of the time. He was visiting Bridget West, singer guitarist in New York Loose, and now, as you know, fronting the Desperate Hopefuls in the States, and was asked by her to take a suitcase of hers back to the UK. Of course, going through customs, he was stopped and asked if the entire luggage he had was his and did he pack them himself? The only correct answer to give in these kinds of situations is yes on both counts, unless you're partial to orange jumpsuits. Even if it meant Mr. Custom Officer going through the said suitcase packed with skimpy ladies' clothes, looking at you rather strangely. The songs on the 7-inch are Fade, uh, which until the release of the five-track Australian EP, Trash the Given Chance, was the only place you could have heard it. The second tune is Boom Boom, which was finally given a wider release on the Born to Loose CD. This is Fade, and don't forget the Night Nurse.
day seemed to have been a very wallet thinning day. Not only because I bought Mrs. A two dozen red roses and stumped up for a meal for both of us in the evening, but several bands that I have an interest in decided that the 14th would be the day that projects would be launched and limited editions up for pre-order. Of course, the worry was that all this would happen while I was whining and dining and I'd give Mrs. A the ump by checking my phone for updates every five minutes instead of paying her the attention she deserved. First problem of pre-ordering the limited to 300 copies of TVI's 1977-78 LP on Easy Action Records was avoided as details of how to get hold of it were up on the internet whilst I was still at work. The album consists of five studio tracks including Steve's radio station that Duran Duran would buy off writer Andy Wickett and turn into their chart topper Rio several years later. Also joining the five are six tracks from a raw rehearsal session that was committed to tape. The album is due for release on the 24th of March with a CD subsequently coming out with two more rehearsal songs at a later date. Bastards. I haven't actually got any TVI to play you as but there is one and a half minute snippet of Stevie's radio station on YouTube that plays over a backdrop of Duran Duran pictures. I could of course play something by former member Dave Cusworth in many of his guises or a track from David Twist's band Black Bombers but instead I'm going to play you Radio Birdman's version of the Stooges TVI. Don't look at me like that. I've just name-checked seven class acts that should have you Googling them if you are none the wiser. No!
Problem number two was also averted as it involved pledge music, which meant the window of opportunity was open for a few months. Mind you saying that, I pledge for the demos that Rich Rags has recorded for the Role Models' third album in as many years' dance moves, of which there were only 50 up for grabs. It's strange to think... Back in the day, an album a year was pretty much the norm. Sometimes even a couple sounds the Damned and Black Sabbath's first two. Not like now. Damned's last was, what, nine years ago? With Sabbath's a mighty 18 years between Forbidden and 13. I understand as the band progresses and the back catalogue can be counted on two hands, uh, it's easy to rely on past glories and play just a set of fan favourites. The thing with the role models is that come 2018... I want album number four. The role models are currently out on the road supporting Scott Sorry. The tour started on Thursday up in Sheffield and meanders its way across England and Scotland, sorry Wales, sorry Northern Ireland, until ending up at the 100 Club on the 24th, where I and the Squirrel will be. So pop along and say hello to Squawky. This is Cherry Deer, the original version found on Fuck You, See You at the Talent Show, a whole one second longer than the re-recorded one off the Go-To Guy album. Another place and another time 
the final problem, and most concerning, was the Spasm Gang member release of the Hit Priest Full Tilt Bullshit Reissue 12-inch that was the first to feature vocalist Nathan Von Cruz. Not only was it hand-numbered limited to only 50, it came with what was going to be the original version of the album, with Gary X-Ray still singing before we did a runner, leaving Lee Love with an almost forgotten hard drive of songs. Now, with over 100 Spasm Gang members, I shamefully emailed Austin, begging him to put one aside for me so I could order it when I got back from the pub. He quickly replied that I should check out the Facebook page in about 45 seconds, which I did, and in a couple of weeks' time, they both will be mine. It's a way of having sex with yourself and showing appreciation.
That was Hanoi Rocks and up around the bend from what should have been their breakthrough album, Two Steps from the Moo. And before that, it was the hip priests and wrist action from the Full Tilt Bullshit album. I'm slowly making my way through the Hanoi book. You can tell it has been translated from Finnish into English 99.9% of the time. It's flawless, but every so often, sentence reads slightly awkwardly, a bit like how I speak. Uh, it's also come to light that the Finnish version is considerably dimensionally smaller in size than its American counterpart. I was watching on YouTube some Razzle Period Hanoi. I know most people regard this as the classic lineup, but his output was significantly less than Gyps anyway. Nothing back then could touch them visually and musically. Even before Razzle drunkenly made the mistake of getting in a car with an equally drunk Vince Neil, the writing was already penciled in on the wall with Sammy making noises about living, uh, about leaving. Um, I've not got to this part in the book yet. It's funny. Actually, it isn't. But like bands releasing quality albums year in, year out, a death back in the 70s and 80s didn't automatically sound the death knell for said band or a prolonged hiatus while the remaining band members got their shit together. A period of mourning was just a matter of weeks. It was less than a month before Terry Chimes was in Hanoi. Jason Eustace's first show with Metallica was about six weeks after Cliff's death. Bernie Torme was gigging with Ozzy 12 days after Randy Rhodes was killed. It could be back then the record label pressure forced the bands to continue, or grief just propelled them into autopilot mode. Uh, I haven't got a new biography lined up after I finished the Hanoi one. Adam Bomb's 911 is disconnected. I have discovered it's available to pre-order at a considerably cheaper price from Waterstones than it is from Adam's GoFundMe page. No doubt it'll be even cheaper on Amazon. Uh, I have been getting all my rock biographies and autobiographies together in one place, with a view to turning the small bedroom into a library-come-office-come-studio. Sadly, the Biff Malibu 101 and Back Your Baby's books will remain unread, as they haven't been translated from their native tongue. One book I was sure I had, but no matter how hard I search, I can't find it, was Nina Antonio's Johnny Thunders in Cold Blood, leading me to think I didn't actually own it. Over the years, I guess I've read so many extracts from it that I thought I had. Well, a quick trip to Amazon Prime soon rectified that. Unfortunately, I've got to wait until the 15th of March before it arrives. Here is Mr Thunders with Endless Party from the K. Sarasara album that features Michael Monroe on saxophone and harmonica, Wilco Johnson on guitar with Stiff Baters and Dave Tregana on backing vocals. <laughs>
better crack on with new music considering I've only played one so far this episode and it comes in the shape and form of the Scaramanga 6 and as we take the stage parts 1 to 2 which comes in at a whopping 6 minutes and 1 second mind you track 2 owned parts 1 to 4 is nearly 7 minutes long both will be on the band's next album Chronica probably pronounced wrong which will be released in September
the Yorkshire Rats dropped a surprise new track, Where Do I Sign, in the middle of last week. Unfortunately for me, I'm not going to hear it live when the band roll into Kingston's Fighting Cocks on the 17th of March, as I'll be at the uh, Back Your Babies gig who are playing the Forum in Kentish Town right on the other side of London. I think I might have mentioned this before. I could, I suppose... Leave before Black Star Riders and Hot Foot it south of the river, all right, east of the river. However, finding somewhere inexpensive to park near the fighting cocks is a bit of a mission. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Guitar Rider Who. Label mates of Johnny Moped, the Cyanide Pills, will have their third album, Sliced and Diced, released via Damaged Good Records on March the 10th on Pink Vinyl, CD, which will probably be silver, and digital, uh, which won't be anything. By the time you hear this, unless you're well into the future, the Cyanide Pills will be in Germany, touring until next Saturday. That's the 25th of February 2017, Future Friends. On one of the new songs from Slice and Dice is called Laid Off and sounds remarkably like this. that has just come out of hibernation are demons that's demons in speech marks to avoid confusion with the Nwapa band of the same name it's been seven years since the band's last release Scar City Rock but on the 25th of March the band will be releasing a new single called Kids Are Gonna Cry back with Deja Vu the band graciously sent me a promo mp3 of the lead track for me to play you which obviously I'm going to
with the mix everything is there but I'd have the vocals further down but what do I know I can't even play songs at the right speed Yeah. 
Circus of Power and American Monster featuring Yerky69 from, of course, the 69 Eyes. Well, that's it for another week. Uh, I have, though, one more track to play for you before West Wickham beckons by the fantastically named King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, who have given an equally brilliant title for the latest album, which is Flying Macrotonal Banana. Band are Australian and will be playing for us poms later in the year. Until next week, rack off, bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> 